0: I very quickly learned I needed a mentor. And one of the things I've learned is to position yourself around people that are doing better than you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, who do you surround yourself with? Yeah. yeah.
0: So I I got a mentor who uh, was loving, but was truthful and man was that tough to hear. But I realized this is what I needed, not maybe what I wanted, but what I needed. And so having that really helped me to sort of make small changes in my business that would yield me big results.
1: Hello and welcome to Around Town, Carroll County, the show about entrepreneurs doing wonderful things right here in our own county and how you too can build a thriving business and live out your own dream instead of being paid to build someone else's. I'm your host, Adam Stoltz, owner of Digital Consulting, LLC, a company focused on video marketing and content creation for your business, making your complex video projects simple. If you like what you see in here today, please be sure to subscribe, like, share, leave a five-star rating. You can also donate to our calls right on our homepage at aroundtowncc.com, and we can't thank you enough in advance for your support. My guest today was Baltimore's, one of Baltimore's top 40 women to watch, and beyond that, she says she doesn't need bragging rights because her work speaks for itself, and we couldn't agree more, so we're going to let her get by with that one. She is the owner and operator of Cultivated in Westminster, Maryland, Miss Tiambe Page. Tiambe, thanks for being with us.
0: Thank you for having me. Uh, of
1: course. I took a little convincing, but I finally got you. But you had a reason. You had a reason. <laughs> you were busy.
0: Just a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah bit. just a little bit. I uh, hope I'm worth the wait.
1: Oh, definitely. We all we, we know you are, so it's all good. Uh, now, for those that may not know, what is Cultivated?
0: Cultivated is a luxury boutique located right in the heart of downtown Westminster. We specialize in women's clothing, gift items, and uh, home decor and a little bit of bath and body. It's a little bit of everything. Well, you even have a
1: little men's section in there too. We
0: do have a small men's section, but the men keep asking for it to be larger. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's a good problem to have then, right? It is. It yeah. is good. Well, you can find gifts for everyone there. Well, and, and one thing I like about your store that I, I think most people may not realize is they can come to you if they need to get a gift for somebody or, or some special occasion or, or even if it's employees, they can come to you and say, Hey, I don't know what to get here's what i was thinking and then you can curate for them basically the best little package or gift for whoever they're thinking about which you're not going to find in most stores right
0: right so one of the bonus we call it the bonus features of the store is that we really do try to focus on quality customer service that special attention and really like you said curating the perfect gift so we are helping you meet that need for that person for yourself um, so that it feels really thoughtful right. and intentional um, and and that's what makes us, that's what sets us apart.
1: Great, great. Well, and it's a beautiful store too, anyone that hasn't been in it, uh, you, you learn very quickly. It's It's absolutely gorgeous, decorated well, and it makes you feel welcome and at home when you're there.
0: Thank you. Yeah,
1: of course. So nothing's an overnight success. And, and obviously the business is still a challenge. I have a feeling, but, but what were, how did the opening of cultivated go? And, and, uh, what made you, especially in the day of Amazon, what made you get into retail?
0: So my background is in retail. One of my first retail jobs was working for Nordstrom, okay. uh, great teacher, by the way, uh, amazing customer service skills. Nordstrom has really set themselves apart, but I lived in Westminster. I've lived in Westminster for, uh, 30 years, okay. 30 plus years. And once I got out into the world of retail, and saw the way customer service and this whole how it was a whole experiential thing, you know, the tactile of the clothes, the design of the space, it was this whole thing that engulfs you. Yeah. My first thought was, Why don't we have that in Carroll County? Why where is it? And so after a couple of years of saying where is it, I decided to answer the question for myself.
1: Great. That's how most businesses start, right? You, you see a void and you're like, you know what? This is unacceptable. I'm going to do something yep, about it. You right?
0: answer the call. That's what you do. And so from that, uh, it was born. And but my only fear, one of my only fears was that I wasn't sure if there were other people that wanted the same products in the same way that I wanted them. So we started off very small, 700 square feet. Um, in on the back half of Main Street. It wasn't even on the front of Main Street. Right. And my thought process was, if I can market and find the people, they'll come wherever I'm at. And if that works, then we'll grow from there.
1: Great, and it's, it's, it definitely worked, did it not?
0: So about six years <laughs> later, here we are, almost 2,000 square feet, yeah. and uh, we are rocking it out. Great,
1: know? great, well, and again, We are in the age of Amazon I mean, people had to look at you and be like, why are you doing especially why are you not doing online? Although you now have an online store, correct?
0: So I finally have been (laughs) pushed to do online. Yes. So one of the reasons I never wanted to do online is because I wanted my customers to have the experience of really having that top level customer service. When you walk in the door, you're greeted within 60 seconds. If you've been there more than once, you're greeted by name. Right. We ask you how's your wife how are the kids? How was that last gift you gave We make you feel like where you're putting your money you feel like is worth it right um, not to mention the store is just this visual. Eye burst of colors and then you've got the smells of the candle and textures of all of the display. i love your
1: ivy wall that's my favorite piece with the cult the gold cultivated across it it's gorgeous it looks wonderful
0: that is quickly become a selfie wall (laughs) Um, well hey
1: that's genius right take a selfie of cultivated show whatever you're you're shopping with that's brilliant marketing
0: and so we always say the store really ignites creativity and sort of awakens your senses and so i wanted everyone to be able to experience that um, and so I never wanted online. I wanted them to come in the store and have that total experience. But now we're at a place where, yes, that's OK. Uh, and we also need to have this e-commerce right. portion and really sort of diversify our income as well.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, get, get as many customers and clients as you can. Yes. And, and, and the Internet is nowadays the best way to do that.
0: It is yeah. it is what well, it's interesting because what we're finding is that it's not really new clients that are shopping on there. It's our reoccurring customers mm. that uh, maybe can't get into the store quickly and want to do a quick purchase. They know exactly what they're getting. But even uh, this week, we had a lady come in the store and we told her about online and she said, well, now that I've been in the store, I don't know if I wanna shop online. She's <laughs> like, there's just so much to look at in here. And so- That's a good feeling. Yeah, so it made me feel like I've accomplished what I set out to accomplish, but that, that e-commerce platform is there if they can't make right. it into the store.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Cultivated certainly has become well-known around here. And I, that's it's, it's obvious, and I think in a testament to you wanting to start out on the customer service front, right, more so than anything else
0: yes I often say that the store I I may have built the store but my customers are the ones that continue to make the store what it is without them it's it's nothing you right
1: know? yeah Terry Smack who we interviewed said uh, she tells each one of her employees listen I don't pay your paycheck the person that walks in that door pays your paycheck and so if you don't get them to come back then you you know it's not me that's paying you yeah and, and I think that's a good shift to tell your employees like look yes as a business owner I'm getting the money from the business but it's that person that's allowing me to pay your paycheck.
0: It's, you know, it's so funny. It sounds so simple, but it really is. It seems like a difficult concept for people to understand that what we want to own our own businesses to be in charge of ourselves, but really we are at the mercy of our customer and, and the, the mercy na- of your employees. Yes. And the nature of any good business is service to others. So you are, I know it doesn't sound popular, but you are a servant to others. That's how I make my money.
1: Well, no, I I actually, let's go down that road. I I think it's a great tangent to head down because I agree. If it's not business, it's any walk of life. If you are a good, honest person that that is here just to be of service to others, that's going to take you a lot further in life than if you are, you know, just want to hold on to everything and it's all about you. And, and I often find, too, that even if you do something for free or something that with no monetary value, you may think, OK, well, I got nothing out of that. Not that that's why you should be doing it in the first place anyway, but it's amazing that how f- people remember that. And suddenly it's like, oh, well, down the road. Hey, you know what? Here's something in return for that thing you did years ago. Or oh, whatever. yes. It's karma, right? Yep.
0: <laughs> you can't you can't. I just find that you can't out give.
1: That's a, that's a good saying. You really yeah.
0: can't. Um, and I again, the I, the reason I've been able to be in business for as long as I have been and be supported by my customers is because I first and foremost take pride in supporting them. Yeah. that That is, it is, it is a joy for me to service and give to my customers. It is a joy when someone calls me and says, oh my gosh, uh, my wife likes to shop there and I, tonight is our anniversary, could you put something together? <laughs> right. And I go, what's your cell phone number? I'll text you some pictures in a second. Oh, and I can't make it. That's fine, I'm gonna put it in the trunk of your car, tell me where you are. And now I have a customer for life. Yeah. Even if he never buys another thing from me, he's going to tell everyone about how good I was to him in yeah. this time of need. Yeah. People don't understand that sometimes you going the extra mile really yields you a lot of return. Well,
1: and going the extra mile not in hopes that something good will come out of it, going the extra mile just out of the kindness and the fact that you know it should be done, right? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I love what I do. I wish I didn't have to sell things. Right because I still would do what I do, I have to often remind myself, like, okay, Tiambe, you, you have to make a profit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, and I, I had to learn the same thing because I mean, I, I, I'm the same way. I'll make a video. I made a video for you, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, and and every every year I pick somebody, hey, I'll do, I'd like to do a free video for you because yeah. I they're the fun ones, you know? But yeah, at the end of the day, I. I have to keep a roof over my head i have to feed myself uh, you know and all that good stuff so yeah got to make a profit at the end of the day otherwise what are we doing right (laughs) well and you know what someone someone mentioned this to me the other day to maybe talk about the show so let me let me ask your opinion on it is that there often seems to be this idea that a money's evil and that that business owners are evil in some crews right and i i think a couple things there The lack of money is is the root of all evil in my opinion to some point right because that's when people get desperate and do desperate things Mm -hmm. um you know but also the people the the big conglomerates that have the massive amounts of money that you see affecting things i can understand why some people perceive that as as evil or bad but your joe schmo business owner the people that live and work in your community I think most people would be shocked, and that's one of the big reason for the show, how much these people give back to try to make your community and where you live a better place to be.
0: A hundred percent. Well, first and foremost, let me tell you, I, I'm not I'm not rolling in it the way I think people think I'm rolling in it. One, I think <laughs> so I think, I think, it's another misconception with business.
1: Yeah. people who see a business and are like, well, they must be loaded. Not always the case. Right, right? as a matter of fact, probably not loaded. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be honest, I'll be the first to step
0: out. Yeah. I will say, I think uh, people that are motivated by money their intentions can seem wrong, I think, but when you are Makes sense. motivated by something different, when when it is um, heart centric, yeah, uh, you know, m- most real genuine business owners uh, start a business to fulfill a need uh, in their community, um, in their homes, and they're passionate about that and being of service to that thing, right. Uh, money follows it because that's just the society that we live in well, honestly, what people don't yeah. realize I think is um, you don't just wake up and start a business and you're handed this ginormous manual and standard operating procedures you're creating this stuff as you go and it is hard hard work yeah and most of it people never see what people see I always talk about like Instagram people see the highlight reels yep. The best of you when you finally emerge from your office and you slap a little makeup on or put a suit on and walk out the door, they don't see the 19 hours that you were in your office with a t-shirt pulling your hair out trying to figure out a solution. Right. You know, we got to stop judging people on the highlights reel.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a big problem with social media. Again, we talk a lot about it on the show too. Love and hate social media. Without it, I couldn't be doing this. Right. I couldn't connect with the people as big of an audience as I have. But as with all technology, it's how you use it. Hundred percent. And yeah, if if you're looking at like you said, the highlights of other people's lives and comparing yourself to that man, it's that's a pretty lonely place to be because you're not like you said, you're not seeing that person. Actually, let's put it this way, my one of your my favorite stories that you told me before we got on air, when you I guess you had a business partner, right? Yes. And she just up and left and bailed on you and you called your mom and she came and found you and you're basically crying on the floor and you said she walked over and was like let me know when you're done yeah (laughs) right right but you know tough love there but you said that was probably one of the best lessons you got that day right is what are you gonna do now
0: i did And and here's the thing that business partner she had to make a decision for her right right so we learn about making really tough decisions and then, but still having to move forward in those tough decisions. And I'm still very close to that person and I think they're great, but I wasn't prepared for that. And I had to make a decision (laughs) Right (laughs) after I got done, literally laying on the floor of my store sobbing thinking, it was over. I want a business partner. That's the whole reason I got into this. Right. And I think we just we don't. Those are the moments that we don't often see when we talk about business owners. I just was telling you earlier too about um, taking these um, school classes. From, oh yeah. um, Through Goldman Sachs, they have a, a program called the Ten KSB, and uh, it's a 15 week program, and it is it is intense. And there were a couple weeks where I was literally in my office crying thinking i'm not going to make it through this program and i so desperately want to but i can't juggle this in school i would get off of the zoom class wipe my face and walk out and greet customers right (laughs) like nothing even happened
1: well as a business owner what other choice do you have
0: you i mean we all have choices right but it's that for those that want to succeed right the choice then becomes i must do what it takes to get to the next place
1: yeah well and um we just interviewed uh Kim from the dance center here in Tawny town mm. and um um now my brain's going to just go out the wayside what you just said uh anyway <laughs> um I apologize about that um so well this is interesting too cuz I'm glad you brought this up before we got on business in a small town we we hear it a lot in Carroll mm. and you get outside of Carroll you hear a lot of uh whatever Carroll County blah 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 but you chose carol you chose westminster you love the small town you're making it here so you know what do you say to all the people that are like why why westminster why here You yeah. know?
0: so i have never wanted to chase the gold i'll put that out there first and there's a lot of people that want bigger and better right but i also would rather be the person that started something than the person that finishes it and so where we live is untapped right now um And I love being among other young adults who are taking a chance on something. That, to me, is just amazing. We don't have, and we didn't have prior to me being here, a very modern boutique that specialized in things that you would only find if you went to Baltimore or to D.C. or to Virginia. So why would I then pick up and do that there when it's already being done and not celebrate where I live and the area that helped raise me and bring that to them?
1: Yeah. Well, and I also think, you know, sometimes in a small town, there can be an unfortunate mindset of like, oh, we're a small town. There's not enough people here that care. There's not enough people to support me. But I, I think most business owners find out that's all just stories you make up in your head, right? None of it's really true, depending on obviously what business you're getting into. but.
0: hundred percent. So if we're talking specifically about business, I always say like a lot of times business owners will... Start their business, open the door, and think they're done. That is the first part of it. Right, that's the easiest part. <laughs> right? of, that's the easiest part of it. Hey, I'm in business. Right. Come in. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, nobody's coming in. You have to market. You have to put yourself out there. You have to put your business out there. It, you have to pound the pavement, PR, marketing. And I think when you start a business, most people don't go to school for business when they start a business. Right. And so we miss some crucial steps. Um, and so really one of the reasons why I opened in that location, one, it was what I could afford. But two, I said, if I'm here and the customers are there, I need to go to them and get them and bring them back here. And so marketing was a big part of it. PR yeah. was a big part of it.
1: Well, especially since you said, you know, you're on the back side of main street, like it's not a place people typically would look for a store, right?
0: It really wasn't. <laughs>
1: um, and so yeah. How else do people know to find you there unless you're marketing? Yep. So, well, and also, what have you found um, as far as photo, like original photography, videography, all of that stuff is marketing. How important do you find that in oh your? Oh my ris-
0: goodness! So, well, first of all, I'm in a visual industry. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. R- retail is visual, so you have to be able to tell the story visually um, to invoke a feeling, right? So for us, even when we got started, it was really telling the picture through stories of what Mm. they're coming in and purchasing, um, describing the sense, um, the texture. If someone doesn't have someone, if they don't know how to do it, you better figure out how to go find someone who can do it for you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, and two, you know, the... um, Man, my brain is just all over the place. I should have eaten today. I tell Kelly, every time I forget to eat breakfast, my brain just goes out the window. <laughs> um, but I, I know we were going to save it for later in the show, but let's go back because you, you had mentioned the business course you just yes. took. Let's talk about that. How did you get into it? Why would other business owners be interested in possibly finding that for themselves? And how would they, you know, and, and what did you learn in it?
0: Okay, so that's easy. So I think um, I got into a place in uh, within the store where... I felt like I couldn't do any more to grow the business because I didn't know what to do, if we're gonna be okay. really honest. I think yeah. a lot of business owners sometimes are super prideful and we walk around acting like we know everything and we know nothing actually. And so I had started to talk to people and say, I'm at this point, I, I wanna grow the business more, but I, I, I don't even know what to do next. I don't know what I don't know. And yeah. so some, uh, someone had recommended this program And so I looked into it, and I thought, oh, my God, that looks really difficult. Um, And so I applied, and it's, again, it's run by Goldman Sachs. It's called the 10,000 KSB, and uh, it is a 15-week program, and it's meant for businesses exactly like where I was at, who you're at this tipping point, um, but they believe you have what it takes to make it to the next level. And so um, it is, it's. Professors in finance and the legal field and entrepreneurship and marketing and P. I mean, it is it is everything. And they really push you to sort of work on your business and not work in your business.
1: It's a huge difference, huh?
0: It feels like someone is stretching you physically like um, and so and pushing you to sort of figure out, OK, so I don't know X. Can I do X or do I need to hire X? Like, and that's so right. Am I not good at social content and we're moving towards an area like that? Can I learn it or do I just need to go out and hire it?
1: Yeah. that's good. Cause most entrepreneurs, when you first start, it's just like, I don't have the money for that. I can do it. Right. But but then you don't realize how you're not doing it. Right. I mean, you you know, cause if I, I think the point is, is that, okay, you do it. But if that person you're hiring, let's just say it's 15 bucks an hour, but that whatever they've done for you now nets you a hundred bucks an hour, Yep, worth it, right? Well worth the money.
0: Well, and sometimes when you're starting a business, that whole saying you have to spend money to make money goes out the window because money is so precious to you. But what you don't realize is that you do have to spend money to make money. And so spending money might mean Hiring social content, a videographer, an accountant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you and I were
1: just joking about the accountant before we got on, right? Yes. What's the favorite thing we like to pay for every year? Our accountant.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yes. You know, yeah. Shout well, out to Sturgill and Associates. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, you yeah, because, I mean, without, without them, I, I mean, man, have you seen tax codes? It's the last thing I'd want to learn or I right. have to waste my time on. Uh, so, yeah, please take my money <laughs> and, and pay my taxes for me. Yeah. Um, but we
0: forget to build, you, like, you're. You're building a business. You have to be reminded of it. You're building a business. Building something means it goes from small to larger. Right. Um, And sort of what that looks like. And so this whole program was really teaching you about what it looks like to actually build your business.
1: So here's a question for you, because this is also another thought process I've been hearing lately from other entrepreneurs. You, of course, want to grow your business to the point where you can live comfortably, Um, employees are happy your customers happy but is there a point of too big right stay small stay happy Uh, do you do you see that at all in what you're doing or or do you just want to go big or go home
0: so I think it depends on what you and I talked about in the beginning Uh, we were just chatting about an exit strategy what you want how you want to end your business for me I don't want my business to be too large I'm not even sure I want to open up a second location I want to open it so that it's large enough so that we can really service the customers they still have that Feel like they can come in and ask for their favorite associate, and their favorite associate can help them. Right. Um, but I don't know that I have right now any plans under under my ownership of cultivated to have multiple locations. Now maybe if I sell it one day, somebody and that's somebody else's dream. Right. But I kind of my my thing was a social uh, a social. And community value, like I wanted to add to my community, that that was at my heart's core, and I think I'm well on my way to still doing that. Yeah, that was my goal.
1: Yeah, like you said, I think it's important that if if money's all you care about, then you're going to end up at a completely different location than if you just go out, yeah. out of the goodness of your heart.
0: I think yeah. once you start a business, it is important to know the goal, and then one of the things I learned in classes: is, what is your exit strategy? Yeah, let's because talk what about what are you that. working towards. Yeah,
1: yeah, let's talk about the exit strategy. Yeah, because. I had never thought about that until I went and listened to someone talk a lawyer, funny enough. And he, he made the point like, look, if you, if you're, if you're running a business and it's not to be sold, then what are you doing it for? And if you don't have a plan at the end of the day, the state comes in and fights over your business, your kids fight over your business, the family fights over the business. So you have to have an exit strategy. Are you selling it? Are you just closing it down? How does that all look? You know?
0: Well, and then the, the other aspect of that too, is an exit strategy gives you a direction. So you know in which direction you're taking your business. And I never thought about this. This was the first question they asked in class. What's your exit strategy? And in my mind, I was like, Well, I just got here. It's somewhat successful. I'm supposed to be thinking about how I'm supposed to exit. Right. But the point was made, you don't then which direction are you going in? Right. And to me, then the late bub came on and I thought, Oh, okay, I get it now. Whether it is that you want to sell it, whether it's you want to pass it down to a family member, you started this whole thing, you've put you know blood sweat and tears into it now let's think about it more as a business and not as you know your baby or your right. child and let's really drive this thing home wherever home is wherever the, right. the end endpoint is
1: yeah I mean the biggest wake-up thing for me was realizing I'm not a sellable commodity Right. So if I don't get employees, if I don't have manuals, if I don't have a turnkey operation, I can't say, okay, I'm about to die now. I'll sell you my brain or Mm -hmm. something. Right. It doesn't work. So, yeah, what's your extra strategy? And and honestly, if you start a business, most experts will tell you that's the first thing you should work on. Right.
0: Right. But as business owners, we get real emotional about our business and we think that the emotions that we feel are the thing that we equate to the value. And when someone is purchasing it, that's not what they're looking at
1: tangent here but because you brought up emotions because it's another point of the show too I bring up my brother like a life coach out now teaching guys and I think a lot of people need to learn this you are not your emotions right mm. have any comments on that <laughs> field there because because it is that's a tough one to learn right especially I, I think Greg and Nick from Atlas talked about it if you're an entrepreneur and you have not learned how to control your emotions or learn that you are not your emotions you're going to be slapped around quite a bit when you realize the world's burning and things are going left or aren't going well, you know? Yeah. So the first part I think Greg recommended was work inside out. If you can't understand and work with yourself, you're not going to have much success running a business and trying to be out in, in public.
0: I think sometimes, again, I'll go back. It's hard to not take your business personal when it's your baby, right? So if I make it more of a visual, cause I'm a visual person, as an entrepreneur, you literally have birthed, this idea right you've made it so that it's yours even if it's an idea that's been done before you've birthed it so that it is it, it represents you so it is a part of you so then to birth it watch it come to life and then somebody goes okay now in order to make it grow you can't take it personal i'm sorry what yeah what <laughs> yeah yeah excuse me
1: what yeah exactly
0: <laughs> remove your feelings out of it you're like my feelings I, I cried for nights as I tried to get this thing started, but it truly is a, a shift to have to tear yourself away from your emotions so that you can almost look at it from an aerial view, right? To make it grow, and and, and it, it, it is part of growing a business. You have to be able to learn that.
1: Well, it's part of growing up too. I think is is, well, is, is, is learn- Yeah, I know. Now a lot of yeah, a lot of people. I it's understand. A <laughs> it's a whole other show. It's a whole other show. It's true. But no, what I try to weave into the show is what I have learned from business goes into your personal life wholeheartedly. Yeah, not taking things personally, not getting upset when things don't go. You know, just trying to be as calm and collected as possible at all times. Now we're human; emotions are going to get the best of you at any point of your life. Yeah. But, but you know, business has really taught me like, okay, sometimes you just need to take a deep breath and realize tomorrow's another day, or you know. Hey, I need more effort tomorrow. Or, yeah. well,
0: and a hundred percent. I'm not saying be emotionless because I am uh, my. Uh, I'm an expressive, so I am very emotional, uh, and I love my customers and I love what I do. But in the decision-making process to grow the business, you do have to learn how to be able to shut that off, right? And be a little bit more matter-of-factly about things, right? And sometimes that part can be
1: difficult. Well, yeah, and especially, uh, I know I'm getting into it soon, but, uh, when, when you have employees to worry about their paychecks, their lives, I'm sure that's a, a whole nother yeah. <laughs> show, right? Oh, <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to learn that soon too, is like, okay, I've promised this person a paycheck. Now it's my job to make sure that yeah. it's actually coming in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, was, was that tough for you? The first hire that you had to
0: be like, okay. It hasn't been tough until now. Um, I think when I, First, was hiring people, I was on the floor a lot, working on the floor side by side, so it felt like a whole mentoring process. But now, as I'm going through school, I'm realizing that, yes, it can be a mentoring process, but I have to step away from my business at some point. Mm-hmm. That's the true sign of growth. So I'm having to really sort of express the expectations of the business more seriously, like this is the expectations of the business, not this is what Tiambe would like, right. and really sort of legs, right. and it feels more professional and cool almost corporate, which I never wanted, but I also understand again, this is also part of the growth process. And so that's been a little difficult for me personally, having to, uh, flip that switch and sort of make that change and be like, okay, what is the standard operating procedure books? Right. What is in your job requirements? Um,
1: Yeah, I think it was Zach Tomlin saying, he's like, you know, oh, of course I know how to do this job. He's like, until you have to write it for someone else, you realize you don't really know. Like it's, It's tough to explain to that person, well, this is how it goes. Until you have to sit there and figure it out, you don't realize what you don't know, right?
0: (laughs) In one of our classes, they had a professor come in and teach, and um, the the visual lesson, the lesson that they gave us was, um, we got in groups and we made a peanut, they said, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now write how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And you're thinking, this is ridiculous. Everyone knows how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So we had five minutes, we wrote the rules, and then they had one of the teachers go up in front, and make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich according to what we wrote on the piece of paper.
1: Chaos? Awful. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So something as simple as, and take the um, bread with the jelly and the bread with the peanut butter and put it together. Well, the teacher did that, but she put it together with the jelly and the peanut butter facing outward, because we didn't say with the jelly. So it's like little things like that that you go, I shouldn't have to do that, but in a business, yeah, you do. Oh, yeah if you want somebody to get it right you have to be really super detailed and in our heads we know what we want done how we want it done now we have to shift to being an entrepreneur to a ceo and i have to write it on paper yeah so that the next and person make it official and what here's
1: your manual yeah it does oh. it feels like ah oh, great here we go but it's the only way forward yeah 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 well We will get back to all that real quick. I do have to thank my sponsor for this season, season two, and that is Target Community and Educational Services, which I know you're familiar with. Yes. Uh, Of course, they are awesome. Let me find my notes here. So Target Community and Educational Services, they are a client of mine. I've been a fan of theirs for many years, and I can't thank them enough for their support. More importantly, their belief in us and what we're trying to accomplish here. Uh, Target, Community, Target Community and Educational Services is a nonprofit in Carroll County striving to enhance the lives of people with disabilities through their Human Services Graduate Program at McDaniel College. You too can have the life changing experience of working with these amazing people while getting your master's basically for free. Find out more about their graduate program at McDaniel.edu or Target's website, targetcommunity.org. And while you're there, Think about donating directly to Target community and help to enhance the lives of people with disabilities. And of course, also thank you to Plexi Cosplay, my uh, t-shirt sponsor for today. She builds awesome cosplay suits, uh, armor, weapons, you name it. Um, She also sells a bunch of little uh, 3D printed items for any of your cosplay needs. You can check her out at uh, PlexiCosplay.com. Of course, search for Plexi Cosplay on any of the social media. And she also has tutorials on YouTube to teach you how to build all this stuff. Pretty cool. So great. thank you to Plexi uh, Cosplay. And of course, thank you to Target Community and Educational Services. And just a quick note, their Human Services Management Program is a 30-credit program where you get 80% tuition scholarship and you receive an annual stipend of $26,000. And <laughs> while you're in the program, you get free room and board. So, man, if you want a master's in that program, yeah. I, I don't know where else you would go other than Target Community. Uh, that's It's basically a free master's. It's crazy.
0: That's actually amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, really cool. So anyone out there looking to do that, please look up uh, targetcommunity.org. So, awesome. Um, back to us, though. What do we have left to talk here? Let's see.
0: Well, it's you and I. We could talk all day. Oh, I talk all day. I know. <laughs> I know.
1: Um, so, uh, passion, right? We hear everyone. What's your passion? What's your passion? Finding your passion is one thing. What makes you happy every day? But... Making it a profitable business—that's that's a it's a whole another story, is it not? Yeah. So how do you how do you turn your, your passion into a business? Hmm.
0: <laughs> I don't know that everyone does turn their passion into a business. Hopefully, everyone is living out their passion or their call. I like to call it your calling. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, not not everyone's living their their passion as far as a professional life.
0: Well, I always say not everyone's meant to lead. Like we can't right. all lead. Right. Right. Um, but how do you turn it into a business i think the person that turns it into a business knows how to pull together a village
1: yeah well and i would also say um that person also knows how to just start right because i think the biggest hurdle for anyone starting a business is i don't have money i don't know the right people it's just story and excuse and excuse after excuse right it's the person that says i don't know i'll figure it out yep and just starts that's the person that's most likely going to succeed
0: I think there has to be a, a, a level of grit. I, I, I'm, I'm, I try to think out loud because for me, it's like I don't know how to do something, I just do it. And I again, we go back to the creating the steps to do it. I'm like, I don't know what the steps are. You just do it till you figure it out. Right. I think there has to be a level of grit to it, and there has to be a level of you that wants it so bad that you're not doing it to be seen. You're doing it so that you can accomplish something. Because yeah. much of what business owners do is often not seen. To get to the place where then you can be seen very true yeah no one knows once we get done and you turn this off the amount of hours of work that you'll have to put (laughs) into this to turn it into a finished product what everyone only sees is the finished product and normally what everybody wants is your finished product they don't want to do what it takes to get there actually now you make me think and i think i told you this before (laughs) one of my favorite children's books and i always equate this to the store too is the book of the hen baking the bread
1: I've never heard that one. Okay.
0: Oh, so now I'm gonna buy it yeah, for you. Yeah. So she, the hen is baking the bread, and she goes out and she sows the seed for the wheat, and she asks somebody to help her. One person, and nobody wants to help her. The person. Then she's pulling the wheat up. I think
1: I have. Okay, I think I have heard this story. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And she runs into another friend and asks for their help. They don't want to do it. So now she's in the kitchen and she's kneading the dough. And she asks somebody else, and no one wants to help her. And then at the end, you see she's an open window and the smell is wafting out. And everyone that she asks along the way is walking towards our house. And they want a slice of the bread when it's done. And it, she's the entrepreneur in the story. Right. She's doing all the things to get to the end of the bread. But most people only just want the bread at the end. You can't have the bread without doing all the work.
1: That's a good point. No, uh, um, someone said to me once, you know, because I was complaining that one job I had, I had asked to work from home. I was told I could, then they took it away from me basically because other people complained. And I was complaining, of course, at that. And someone said to me, you know what, though, Adam, what you don't realize is other people can't handle the responsibility of working from home. So so you're right. We're not all leaders, and not everyone wants the responsibility and the headaches of Mm -hmm. running. I mean, I was scared entirely (laughs) to try to keep it clean. I was completely scared when I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my own money. But once you start... Realizing that it's possible. You're like, I I don't think I could ever go work for anyone else Even if I'm even if I'm quote-unquote poor and not making all I'd much rather still try to make my own money than get a paycheck every week
0: If that uh, tenacity is within you. Yes, then you realize oh wait, this is my calling This is what I'm supposed to be fulfilling, right? This is the this is the road. I'm supposed to be on yeah and then everything else is like okay, I'm not afraid because I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and right. I'll figure it out along the way. I'm also not afraid to ask for help.
1: Right. Well, and one thing I've loved about running my own business is meeting people. Like it's the first time it's like I have to go network crap. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, uh, but then you start meeting people and you build relationships with yeah. people. And it's like, man, this is really cool. And you become a member of the community. You know, yes. it's, it's a completely different mindset than if I hadn't decided, you know, if I was just going to a job every day, like, cause, nothing against the people that go to a job every day and are employees but you don't have that social interaction of hey who's in your community who's doing what for the community which is the other reason for the show i i I know i've met these people doing awesome things i think as you said most people don't see the hard work that business owners do so we have to celebrate them somehow yeah Yeah, hopefully we are
0: networking was easy for me i think i'm a natural born extrovert slash talker i'll thank my father for that (laughs) the part that was difficult for me was then turning my business into an actual business meaning is it making money is it sustainable right um, for me it was learning those numbers to actually be a true business owner and not just having this craft i could get people to come into the business i could get them to buy things but now how do i make sure it's a sustainable business right that was where i really had to like dig in and really sort of force myself to open up and be mindful of learning these these things so uh,
1: what would you say you did to make it sustainable or at least to the point that it is now? Of course, you want to take it bigger and do more grand things. But I mean, what was that? How did you cross that threshold?
0: OK, first being open to criticism. <laughs> well, no, no, that well, open to
1: criticism and open to other points of view. Yeah.
0: huh. And then uh, I very quickly learned I needed a mentor. And one of the things I've learned is to position yourself around people that are doing better than you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who do you surround yourself with? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I, I got a mentor who uh, was loving, but was truthful. And man, was that tough to hear. But I realized this is what I needed, not maybe what I wanted, but what I needed. And so having that really helped me to sort of make small changes in my business that would yield me big results. Well, and I,
1: I think there's something to be said for I hate sugar-coated feedback. It, it drives me insane because my, my thought process is if you're not brutally honest with me, how how can I improve and get better at whatever either you're asking me to do or whatever? So I know it's tough to hear, but like you said, thank goodness someone was, I would say, friendly and honest enough yeah. to tell me what I needed to yeah. hear, right? Because even if you're a friend, even if a friend tries to like sugarcoat, they're not really helping you, right? right. Honesty is what's going to help everything iron back out and be what it needs to be
0: well yes somebody that their ulterior motive is to see you succeed yeah uh, and so they're willing to tell you the hard truth and again pull you from that emotional it's my baby to i am a ceo how am i running the business right again there's a dis- there's just just this distinction and it feels like a tearing or a pulling when you have to sort of mind shift from
1: well i that's i'm going into it right now i you know it, my business is just me but I've, i'm i'm realizing very quickly Unless I have employees that can, if I break a leg or if I get sick, I can send out and still fulfill the job. I'm kind of, you know, not in a good spot. Yes, sir. So, so it's, uh, trust me, I'm learning very quickly. I need to grow and grow big and, uh, make, as you mentioned, keep it sustainable so that paychecks are always there and you know, money can be made. And that's
0: a hard shift though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard shift.
1: Well, I can tell you right now, I'm terrified to have someone else's livelihood in my hands. That that seems completely crazy. And as I told you, we'll be we'll be discussing, I'm sure, of course, you know, unemployment insurance uh, and all the other stuff that you have to do when you have an employee yeah. and uh, the stuff I need to learn.
0: Yeah, these are all fun things that when you start a business, you you just don't think anything about. You're like, I'm going to do this thing and it's right. going to be awesome, and then. Password a couple years, you're like, er, wait, what's happening? What
1: yeah. Why doing? am I being fined? <laughs> why are there all these nasty letters in my mailbox from the government? Yeah. I, there's a lot that goes into it. And that's why, of course, I'm going to be picking your brain here shortly about employees and all that fun, oh, hey, fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's a fun conversation. Um, well, before we go here real quick, why, why Carol? I mean, obviously you, you grew up here and I, that's what a lot of business, business centers say, but. What makes Carol special and, and what makes it worth keeping a business here?
0: So uh, I'm going to the simple answer is the people.
1: It's what a lot of people say.
0: Yeah. It really is the people. I mean, um, this is a place where it is a uh, very relationship oriented. Yeah. People pride themselves and, and you'll, you'll have bad anywhere you go. But people really pride themselves off of relationships. And there's something so beautiful about that. Uh, no matter how city we get or how country we are. Um, The idea that you can step outside of your doorstep and someone will look you in the eye and say good morning or you look at someone and say good morning and even though they're shocked, they say good morning back for people that are not used to it or that you go to networking events and you can meet people that own corporations, you can meet people that own small businesses. Um, I always say as I'm single and so I love even going out and eating dinner alone is not a scary thing for me. I actually enjoy it because anytime I go out to dinner, I'm never alone. I'm always talking to someone. I've always yeah. met someone. I've always heard some new story. Um, and I don't know if you can always get that everywhere else. No, I agree. I, uh, I don't know if that exists everywhere
1: else. No, we talked with Atlas Premier a lot about how when you're young, it's, oh, I've got to get out of Carol. This place is horrible. And then you get out of Carol and you realize, wait a second, grass isn't greener on the other side. Things yeah. aren't really as bad in Carol as we were told that they are, yeah. you know, and, and Greg also said Carol seems to have a gravitational pull that even if you want to get out, you're probably coming back.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that because that's the truth. Um, (laughs) At 40 years old, I got to tell you, I'm watching a lot of people come back, and I'm like, "Hi, how you doing? I stayed. Yeah, good to have you back. Yeah, you know." And it is good to have them back, but um, there were just some people that that needed to know for certain that something out there was better, and maybe it was, or maybe it wasn't. But but guess where they are now?
1: Yeah, back here. Yeah. So and, and we've talked to a lot of guests too that moved here from other places and they're like, We just got here and same thing. We love the people, it's it's beautiful here, yeah. it's peaceful, it's it's pretty much the life that you could ask anyone wants, right? It's,
0: well, and if you are an if you are an entrepreneur or have an entrepreneurial spirit, this is the land of opportunity. It is not saturated with things yet. Yeah, you do have an opportunity to come and actually make a name or a brand for yourself Very without true. feeling like you're having to fight a million people doing the same thing that you're doing.
1: With with a business community that honestly, I've said this before on the show, as long as they see you as a viable option to make the community better, you will have business owners time, you oh will goodness. have their support. I mean, I mean, sky's the limit here really is because Everyone that has in the, at least in the business community that I've met, just wants to see Westminster and Carroll be better, be a better community, more close knit community. And uh, yeah, like to your point, I don't think most other places and communities have that, unfortunately.
0: And on my social media things, I always hashtag community over competition. And uh, we're fortunate to live in a place where that's actually not just a hashtag. Yeah. People really do, do believe that. Um, And they really do try to uplift each other and support each other and sort of be each other's cheerleader And for those people that have been out and come back, they probably know that's not that's not something you see every place
1: Which is unfortunate because one of the best lessons that Kelly my wife taught me was She's like Adam As a videographer you might have what three or four other people that do what you do in this area She's like I'm a photographer. There's one of me every block honey right but her point was this is the other thing business owners need to get over there's not enough money out there for me bull crap yeah and and honestly there's a lot more videographers than i even think of now in this area but again it's it's people are buying you they're not buying products uh, that's one of my big pitches in my sales pitch people don't buy products anymore they buy people which is a huge (sighs) Which is a huge thing for video right yes people come to your store for you for your for your employees and that service right it's not they're not coming there for the trinkets and stuff and the clothes that you have around um so and i
0: welcome other boutiques because they might specialize in something that i'm not doing and Guess what? When that customer comes in the store and we don't have what they're looking for, I can then refer them to the other boutique and we're keeping customers within close proximity. Yeah, I do think sometimes the way we think about things just needs to be adjusted.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, everything doesn't always have to be a competition. Actually, Tim at the pizza shop here in town said, I actually love competition because he said the way I look at it is that just allows me to stand out more. It's a great way to frame it, right? Yeah.
0: Right. It is your perspective that makes all the difference. Unfortunately, on perspective is everything. Yes.
1: Perspective <laughs> is everything. And and I brought this up with Kim at the Dance Center, too. It's, it's also it's you at the end of the day, it's you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Horrible things can happen to you out of your control. Mm. It, you know, you pick the most horrible things, but at the end of the day, how do you respond to that? Are you a victim or are you mm-hmm. a superhero at the end of the day, right? Like, yeah. do, you, do you want to just sit there and say, woe is me? Or are you gonna pick up and now make the world a better place because of what you've gone through? Yeah. And at the end of the day, unfortunately, all that boils down to is you and the decision that you make, right? Yep.
0: Yeah. I choose to always be grateful, even when I don't understand, even when something uh, doesn't feel good or go the way, especially in business. I've learned that if I choose to look at it with gratitude, it expands my yeah. vision a little bit. And yeah. then it gives me a little bit more clarity, too, on it.
1: My thing is uh, if, if someone has slighted me or, or done me, quote, unquote, wrong, mm-hmm. uh, instead of being angry or, or holding on to that hostility towards that person, uh, um, Headspace has actually taught me I do the meditation now of imagine that person happy. Hmm. And it's amazing what it does to your brain. It's like I can't see I can't be angry at this person. I have to imagine them happy and it's just like, okay, what was I angry about? And and why was I holding on to that? Cuz the other thing I bring up too, if you hold on to anger towards someone else, it's not affecting that person. Oh. It's only destroying your life someone and now. your possibilities 100%. and you, right? And and that's that's a huge lesson I had to learn was like, man, holding on to all this stuff that doesn't mean anything is only hurting me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm doesn't do me you know
0: well and in business you better learn that really quickly (laughs) yeah because the customer's always right and and oftentimes when we can take that exact approach that you just took we can turn a, a negative situation into something positive you know but we have to learn to be able to make that shift right not take on the offense
1: right well and you have to be able to see your emotions that was one thing i learned out of my my brother's classes that they teach is like Right now, you just let your emotions take over and it's just what it is, what it is. But the second you can see them and you can be like, I see you, Anger, you hang out over there for a bit. Yep. The second you can do that, that's where you're going to be better in business because you're going to hit that client that doesn't call you back after you spent four hours on a proposal for him. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that client that's angry because the clothes weren't ironed properly or something, right? There's just people that have bad days that you're going to, and it's those when you have to pull yourself out of that emotion and more importantly, pull yourself out of their emotion. Yes. Rise above it and be unfortunately more of a corporate. Just this is how it needs to be handled. Very professional because the second you bring emotion in, everything gets ruined.
0: Well, just in the same way you said, Oh, I'd like to, you know, I see that person is happy when as a, as a business owner, when I have to do that with a client that's disgruntled, You know, going in and even though I know they're wrong and I go, tell me what I can do to make this better. Or, okay, can you just talk to me for a second so we can fix this because I want you to leave happy. Even though in my brain I may be having a whole (laughs) nother dialogue. Expletive, expletive, expletive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh. It's amazing when you do that. You You just watch it melt off. Just like you said, it's hard to see someone, you know, when you picture them as happy. It's hard to be angry at them. You see all that melt off. And then I have now changed and turned around this. My dad has this cra- crazy, saying, um, he always says, it's not who's right. It's what's right.
1: My, my mentor said that to me a different way. He said, he said, Adam, a little advice for you and your marriage. She said, my, me and my wife have a rule. at the end of an argument. It's not who's right. It's just be kind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Just be kind. But we end. want to be right. And so that <laughs> is a difficult thing to have to lay
0: down, right? Yeah. It's like, and especially when you know you're right. Uh, but really successful business owners, that is a... That is a uh, it's an art. It's one of those traits that you'll learn that it'll serve you well for a really long time. And
1: not just in business. All walks of life. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, being calm and collected at any point in life will serve you well uh, in, in any aspect of life, mm-hmm. I would think. So um well we are running up on time here so uh can you please tell everyone where to find your store where to find you on social media your website all that good stuff
0: i can so cultivated is located at 15 east main street in westminster maryland inside of the winchester exchange building which is across from the public library yep you can also find us online at www.shopcultivated.com. okay we're also on facebook and instagram at shop cultivated
1: great and is there a phone number people can reach out
0: there is uh 410-870-8778
1: great and um just generally uh who who should be stopping in your store and and come and check you out i mean people that need gifts or just someone that wants to have a cool shopping experience
0: all of the above uh for my male clients you needed to get out of jail free card (laughs) you messed up come see me i will definitely help you tiambe
1: will help you yep
0: Uh, to all my women friends out there, you just want a good retail therapy space and, and some time to just shoot the breeze with other like-minded women, come and see us. Um, and to all my college students, you're looking for that fresh and fun new piece. We got what you need.
1: Love it. Awesome. Great. Well, Tiambe, thank you so much for being with us today.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for having me. This was awesome.
1: Cool. Cool. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. And thank you for sharing, sharing your experience and about the business course. Um, could you real quick for any business owner out there that might want to take that course how, how could you tell them how to get involved in that
0: yes yeah, so you're going to look up uh goldman sachs 10 ksb
1: okay and then there's just an apply button on there there
0: is an apply button once you go there. and
1: then be ready for some tears possibly
0: be ready for some tears be ready to be stretched be ready to come out 10 times 10 times wiser
1: great great awesome well thanks again Tiambe. uh to all of you out there watching and listening today please be sure to subscribe like Leave a five-star rating. And of course, we always love donations on our homepage right at aroundtowncc.com. Take care, be good to one another, and we'll see you next time on Around Town. Around Town is made possible with support from listeners like you. And our sponsor for Season 2, Mr. Tom Zerpoli of Target Community and Educational Services. Also, a special thank you to Kelly Heck, who without, this show would not be possible. You can learn more about me, your host, and my company at adamstultz.com. That's A-D-A-M-S-T-U-L-T-Z dot And please don't forget to support us through a donation either at anchorfm.com slash aroundtowncc or right on our homepage at aroundtowncc.com. See you next episode.